This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy holidays, boys and girls. What's up? Welcome into another episode of the Bostonian versus the book presented by the Betfred Sportsbook. He's Dave Sherapan, the book. I'm Matt Peralt, the Bostonian. Here for another 90 or so minutes with you guys live on Twitter and YouTube. Sports Grid on the replay. Appreciate you guys watching every night on Sports Grid. I guess we're going to swap out who gets to wear the Christmas stuff. Yesterday was you. Today, it's me. Right. We know why you're wearing the Steelers stuff. We'll get to that here in just one second. Some sad news to report in case you guys do not know about what's going on in Pittsburgh. But four days until Christmas. How has the Sherapan household handled the countdown? Uh, I don't even know what's going on in this house. <laughs> I really don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. My wife had a, uh, holiday dinner last night, Ooh. um, for work. So nice. I saw her for about six minutes awake. <laughs> um, we passed and I said, hi, what's going on? Nothing. I'll tell you tomorrow. Okay. Cause you can't always say what's going on exactly. And, <laughs> you know, we probably got Kendall right here in the chat. So, um, it's good. We, you know, we were getting ready for Sunday, but you know, we got Hanukkah in between. So we're doing Hanukkah and we, we do that each night. And Very cool. That's yeah. So that's See, the way you, I grew up. I mean, we, we, we both we did it. Yeah. We it's, it's nuts. It's like complete. my cousins did that. We did that there. My, my uncle is Jewish. My aunt is Catholic. And so they did both that they, they did both with Christmas and Hanukkah that grew up with, with both. I was always kind of jealous about that. I was like, wait, you guys get both. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's, you know, it's a lot of gifts. It's a lot of opening of presents. It's, it's, yeah. And you, and you realize like why you do it and all these things. It's, I don't know. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I didn't know no different. We we didn't, I mean, it's all got all cool, kind of cool names now, like Christmas and, oh, you know, Merry Hanukkah and happy Christmas. You know, they mixed the two. Nice. We were just trying to just right. keep going. Like we didn't, we didn't know. Do you guys do the dreidel game? Oh yeah, the whole Madeline thing. loves the dreidel. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sings yeah. the song. She's she's, oh, yeah. she's she's all into it. She learned it in yeah. school, so she's always <laughs> yeah. It's, she enjoys it. I mean, with technology now, you don't even like you can do it on an app. Oh, like, it's silly. It's, it's it's. I still like to do it like we did it when we were kids. It's more right. fun, but plus, just like a betting app, when you got to like put that gelt in the middle, <laughs> with your own like right. that's your own. It, it 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 means a little bit more than just a button. Fair. Yeah. It's funny too because I grew up getting gold coins from my mom in my stocking, mm-hmm. and I had no idea that was a Jewish tradition until I was like twenty two. Yeah. And I was like, wait, that's a that's from Judaism. She's like, yeah, that's this yeah. is. Yeah. We just adopted it. We like that was really cool yeah. that the chocolate gold coins go in the stocking. So we've passed that along to Madeline. They're and, terrible, by the way. They no, they're terrible. not. They you taste like those? on Christmas morning. They taste chocolate on Christmas morning. Cannot taste bad. Those little cannot. sometimes those coins are 
Oh, right. And they taste like they taste metallic and they taste, yeah. Ah, it's great. But it's a cool. Snickers bar uh, Hershey's or something. <laughs> uh, that's, that's I like cool the bag color. they come in. It's a little like, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you watched Spirited yet? Have you been forced to watch that movie yet? No. At some point, I'm assuming you'll be forced to watch it. It's the new Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds Apple TV movie on Christmas. It's their own little twist and turn on Scrooge. I sat through it last night. It's not great. It's not horrible. It's got Any a great good? It's okay. Madeline liked it. It's got a lot of singing and dancing. It's a musical. It's got a very similar message to a lot of the holiday films with a couple of twists and turns to it. Oh, but okay. It's it was okay. I don't know if I'd sit through it again, but it wasn't it was it wasn't <laughs> horrible to, to, to watch it. <laughs> But we do have some sad news to start with, and th- this this stinks that Franco Harris passed away today at the age of 72, or at least it was announced today that he had passed away at the age of 72. You're the huge Steeler fan, so I'll kind of hand this to you and let you talk about what the Immaculate Reception were two days away from the 50th anniversary. The NFL is planning a huge deal. NFL Network's got a whole special on it, and unfortunately, this news comes out today. It's crazy because we talked about it last week on our one-year anniversary show, a lot of things in life and all this stuff. And I said at one point, you got to tell people how special they are in your life while they're still here rather than waiting until they're gone. And then I wake up this morning and I got three texts from guys back east, man. Can't believe Franco's gone. Franco Harris died, blah, 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 blah. I was like, what? I just mm. I just come back from the bathroom and I go and look at my phone. I'm like, oh no, not not like 72. I mean, I think it's 72. It's a good run. Obviously, you'd like to be longer, but I just retweeted a, a video of him talking yesterday at, wow. a, at a, to to um, Selena Pompiani, who's the daughter of Bob Pompiani who I interned for at KDK TV in Pittsburgh. His daughter's now working at the station. Bob is still on the air doing it. He's the sports director. He was the sports director as a young, he's not much older than me. Um, But she interviewed Franco and he looked great. You know, he was talking about what Saturday night was going to be. He's can't believe they're still talking about it. Yes, he did catch the ball, you know, and this was, an opportunity. The Steelers don't retire numbers. They don't do it. And they retire in 32. And I mean, to bring it personal, I lived next door to Jack Ham for, I think, six years total. But I got to know the Steelers like as people. Like, I mean, you know, Jack was our steady quarterback in our game. So like he shot hoops with me and my brothers. Like, so that was different. But he brought Lynn Swan to the house. He brought Terry brought out to the house, throws passes outside. He never brought Franco, but because we were in with him and my dad was so connected with people and stuff, we got to go do stuff. So like I went to the Lynn Swan roast as a a 10 year old or 11 year old downtown and Franco spoke and I got to meet Franco afterward as a little kid. I shook his hand, you know, was starstruck a little bit like, wow, this is pretty cool. I got to meet Franco and it was special. Because the people of Pittsburgh took to Franco in 1972 when he caught that pass. That was his rookie year. And it was known as Franco's Italian Army. 
And every Italian person in Pittsburgh loved Franco nice. Harris because he was Italian. Well, my grandmother, every Sunday, watched the Steeler games with us, my nanny, my mom's mom. She loved Franco Harris because he was Italian. And <sighs> there was a part of the Steelers polka fight song that said, Franco, Frank, like, and it talked about the people rooting for Franco. So as a little kid, it was ingrained into my head. Franco's the best. 32. He wore his hip pads on the outside. He was one of the first guys to do that. And he had so much character and he was able to be a part of Pittsburgh for so long. So it was sad news. And then on top of all that, I went and found this jacket this morning. And this jacket is a, is a throwback. It says, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers here on the front. I'll take the headphones out so you can see it on the back. But I don't know if you can see it. Go that way. No, there you go. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You can see it. Yep. It's the silhouette. If you're listening, it's the silhouette of Franco Harris on the back of Dave's. So jacket. without knocking everything over, it's a Steelers immaculate reception silhouette of Franco Harris on the back. And was given to me by somebody at the book. I can't even remember who gave it to me, but I was working at the Nugget. Everybody knew I was a Steeler fan. And a guy was coming around giving people envelopes and different things like that. He's like, Dave, I got you this. And I remember I took it. I wore it. It's kind of thick. So it's not something you can wear a lot in Vegas because it's a mm-hmm. winter like jacket. I was like, where's that? Where's that jacket? So I went and found it this morning so I could wear it on the show because I was thinking about Franco and thinking about his family and Everybody that was ready to celebrate on Saturday and get him recognition in front of a now. national TV audience, in front of all the fans, even in a cold temperature, I figured there was going to be a lot of people out. Even my buddy M- Mark M- Moses, the barber, was like, I don't know how excited he is to stand outside in the parking lots for, you know, for an 8 o'clock game at 12-degree weather for a high. But he was like, it'll be really cool to see Franco get recognized. So... Sad news, man. Like you got to, you know, you say it all the time. Two days, two days before the 50th anniversary of the Magic Reception. What, growing up in Pittsburgh, like as a Patriot fan, I I made this analogy a lot. I think Patriot fans are going to be living the way Steeler fans have lived for a long time. We're going to go back the way that Steeler fans talked about Terry Bradshaw for years. We're going to talk about Tom Brady. The way you guys talked about the Immaculate Reception, we're going to talk about 28-3 to for the Falcons. And then, you know, obviously there's bad times, the Giants, Super Bowls, and whatnot for the Patriots. But, like, I feel like there's such – like, I'm fully okay with the idea that the Patriots are going to be a bad franchise for a while. I saw six Super Bowls. I've said it before. I'm good. Like, I never thought I'd see one. I've seen six. You guys also have seen a multitude of championships, but what did the immaculate reception mean in Pittsburgh growing up, remembering that play? Like, what did it, what did it signify? Cause for us on the outside, it was one of the luckier plays in, in history. Oh yeah. <laughs> to see it happen huh. the way that went down. I might've been reviewed and overturned. Fair. If it was today. I don't even know if it would stand, but I mean, it was tar. It was, I was only one, so I don't remember it live, but there's a statue that a Franco making the catch that you see every person that goes down the baggage claim at the Pittsburgh International Airport passes by it. And I just was there in July. I stopped and took a picture of it of myself in front of it again um, because it's a reminder. It, somebody said it best on on social media today. 
I can't remember who it was, but it was the day that Pittsburgh woke up. Like it was the day that everything became real. It was the start of this football team is good. This is really cool. This city could actually win a championship. Um, you know, 1971, the Pirates won. And then 72, this this fall, like they got to the playoffs. That was a playoff game against the Raiders. And then, you know, 74, 75, they win the Super Bowls. And it was it was the start of something big. Um, it was taught in history class. Immaculate reception. This is what happened. It it bounced off of Tatum. It wasn't it wasn't off Frenchie Fuqua. I mean, you didn't even know who these people were, but you know you were getting in, in third grade social studies class talking about this is this is the day of the immaculate reception. And where were your parents? Where were your grandparents? You know, because we were little kids. Some of us, you know, were like I said, little babies are not even born. But it was always in in the lore and always in the thing and brought up. And every time the Steelers play the Raiders, it's brought up. The NFL Films version of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Amazing interview. Well, that's how I learned it. I mean, I didn't right. know anything about it. I mean, I'm, I was yeah. born in 77. So, I mean, I was born in Boston as a Patriot fan. So I always heard about the Immaculate Reception. But then I remember watching the NFL Films story on yeah. it. And it was like, oh, Wow. Was that a catch? Like <laughs> you start watching it, like, wait, was that a catch? I don't know. You watch it 10 times. I tweeted this morning and somebody has a, a back video that you can see it. It was definitely a catch. I mean, from the back, from the behind Bradshaw video, you can see Franco caught the ball. There was no question that he caught the ball. It was just at the time, if it hit an offensive player first, so if it comes off of Frenchy Fuqua, the running back who the pass was intended for, and goes to Franco. Not allowed to do that back then. Can't go from offensive player to offensive player. It hit off the defensive back, Jack Tatum, and bounced to Franco. Then it can be ruled a catch. There was no way, looking back, like the, the referees were going to say, like, hey, wait, we got to, that was no catch. Like, we're never going to get out of here. This place is a mob scene. Like, people were coming on to the field afterward. It, was, it was, wasn't even the last play of the game. Mm-mm. So it was, uh, I mean, think about how we weren't able to watch everything that we're able to watch now back then. NFL films was our gateway to everything. learning about the game. And it was done. So, I mean, the voice of John Facenda mm. narrating those films, the the clips are, they're unbelievable. Like I, I just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's another reminder. We're getting old, man. I, what is, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this and then we'll move on. What, what's Saturday night going to be like now? I mean, do they keep going? Do they do the ceremony? I mean, it's going to be, it was supposed to be a commemorative, like unbelievable yeah. walk down memory lane, 50 years. Now it's a memorial, right? Now it's, yep. it's got a whole different, you got, you got, a, it's much different, right? Yeah, I think it. I think it's almost uh, goes from a celebration to a somber, right? Celebration, uh, at least initially. Like, I mean, in the next couple of days, um, this is fresh. Like normally, when somebody passes away, you right. honor them. Like you know, months later, like right. This off season, we lost one of our legends, Franco yeah. Harris. Like wow. we lost Franco Harris on Wednesday. <laughs> it's Saturday night, and we're playing a football game. 
I know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it's going to be like. I got to be perfectly honest. I don't know. For uh, all the guys that are, go- that are planning on I me, mean, I imagine Bradshaw and all the players who are planning on being there for that celebration to honor Franco Harris. Like now it becomes a, a wake in a way. Correct. It becomes a, of getting everyone together to, to remember him. Correct. I think, I think if you were debating on going, I think you're going. 100% now. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and it's just, again, it's a shame that it's because he's gone that you're going rather than you were able to go. Like now you'll find a way to go. Whereas before you maybe couldn't, or you're like, oh, I'll just go another time or whatever. It's going to be cold. I don't want to go. I think you'll see it. I think you'll see it star studded. I know mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch. I was excited to watch it Saturday night because, you know, Saturday night is the day before Christmas. Everything kind of calms down. There's never an NFL game on Christmas Eve. I did eight in a box this morning with B-Hall. I was like, oh, the, the Hawaii Bowl is back. It's 5 o'clock our time on Christmas Eve. Oh. So there's a football game. But it's now we got NFL the whole day. It's going to yeah. dominate the whole day. Whole day. It's a full slate. It's a full slate. And it's the night game singled out with all this stuff going on. I hope it's a celebration. You know, like, I mean, a lot of times, like, when you know, when my dad passed, I mean, we had what was called a celebration of life. I don't know what that means. It was just a big meal. I mean, it was everybody telling stories, you know, so hopefully we get a football game with a big meal and everybody telling stories. Uh, Just just the timing of it all. PNC Park was going to open. They debuted a Willie Stargell statue. He passed away the week before it opened. Oh, my. This is a big celebration of this, like in Franco getting his number retired. He passed away. And, you know, and then you go back and like Roberto Clemente passed away in tragic. He was still playing at the time, but he tried. So it's just it's just one of those like, you know, people were texting me this morning like, man, another guy. Can't they just go in the summer? I was like, oh, you don't pick when you get to go. No, you don't. No, you really don't. So we'll talk more about that game later in the, in the show. Uh, so last night it's 1245 in the morning. I, why am I awake? I don't know. I'm awake. <laughs> and so I'm just, I'm, I'm on Twitter and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. Oh. Carlos Correa was supposed to be headed out West here to play for the San Francisco giants about four hours earlier. There was an AP report that comes out that says, Hey, by the way, there's a snag with Carlos Correa in the medicals with the giants. There's a big disagreement between the giants and Correa as to what his future might look like. Now, by all accounts, we're not talking about today for Carlos Correa. We're talking about down the road where the team wanted to put some provisions in there saying like, Hey, we're identifying something. Yeah. Which for a 13 year contract. No, sorry, shit. He's going to have arm issues. He's been playing baseball his whole life. He's going to look at his rotator cuff and probably somebody was like, Hey, by the way, him at 35, his arm's going to be gone. Shocker that that's going to be the case. <laughs> like yeah. that's why you don't sign a guy to a 13 year contract. Maybe not. The Mets swoop in and give him a 12 year contract. Say, yeah, we don't care about that. What's money. We don't care. Money's like water. We're all good. There's plenty of it in New York. We're good. We'll give you a $300 million plus deal for 12 years, Carlos. How about that? Scott Boris, take it, Carlos. Done deal. And I'm I'm reading tweets from New York 
sports radio people getting up to go do their show at 4 a.m. It's one o'clock our time, 4 a.m. their time. I'm like, yeah, your show prep's done. <laughs> you got Carlos Correa is headed to the Mets. Unbelievable. This is ridiculous. Unbelievable. Um, so I woke up to that too. I woke up to that. Two people, <laughs> you know, back east, producer Matt, who does the show with, with us at Sports Grid from four to seven. He's a huge Mets fan. Ooh. He's like, I can't believe somehow we got Correa. I was like, you what? I thought he was, hold on. Wait, what? what? <laughs> like, if there's a snag in the physical, that's that's one thing. All right, so you alter the terms of the deal. Nah, fuck it. We'll, Mets are like, nah, we'll give it to him. I read that they're <laughs> the, the Mets luxury tax. Oh, my. Is is a hundred and eleven million dollars, the luxury tax. So the payroll is three fifty or three sixty. Their luxury tax is more than ten teams' payroll in the league. Just the tax. So what it's are we? Good to be doing? Steve Cohen. It's good to be Steve Cohen. <laughs> it's good to have money on money. That's what I mean. It's just it's just money. To New York, it's just money. Doesn't matter. Mets are the new Yankees. Yeah, just go get whoever you want. Pay whatever you got to pay. We'll deal with it in the future. Because he's, I mean, the one thing that Cohen is right. If Cohen, if the Mets win the World Series, every one of these contracts is covered. He's good. They're all covered. Memorabilia, ticket sales, suite sales, all good. Cover it all. So are people rooting for him or against them? I'm rooting for him because it's the Mets, but Dave, their, their team is like, this is like, what the hell? This is so crazy. It's just like going on PlayStation and doing all your own trades and building your own, like just pulling all these players and saying, I'm going to pick all my favorite guys, the best guys and put them on this team. <laughs> you can't make I mean, it up. This, this team, if they don't win the world series, something is really wrong. I mean, Verlander coming over is ridiculous. They've got Edward Diaz, who's locked up for $102 million. Brandon Nemo has got $162 million. Max Scherzer, $130 million. Francisco Lindor is $341 million. <laughs> I mean, they've Where's got... going to play? Jose Quintana coming in. Uh, Adam Ottavino. David Robertson. I, I mean, Omar Navarez. It's just they. I don't know. He's playing shortstop, is he not? No, Francisco Lindor's got it locked down. Okay, I mean, can't Lindor slide over to second base? No, I don't know. I mean, it seems like that's where I'd play him. I would let Correa or move Correa to third. Do you put him at third, and did you say to Escobar, "Hey, you know, Ray you know, is playing third base. There's no Ray's playing third. He has to. I mean, Lindor's right. tremendous defensively. Sure, okay. there's no way. So they're so infield play third. I mean, Pete Alonso at first, Lindor at short, yeah, and third base being Correa. That's almost a billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In That's three players cool. contractually obligated by the New York Mets. So what do you do with this? They're they going to have plus- a lot of flavor, man. That's for sure. They got a lot of like the, the way that 
Lindor, Lindor is one of my favorite players, like in mm-hmm. the last 20 years. I just love the way that guy plays and his excitement and energy. And then you throw Correa in there to, to, you know, Correa will bounce off of him like he did with Altuve. There'll be a lot of that. Um, Alonzo in the middle of that lineup, bopping home runs. I mean, it, it helps. It helps a lot. This is better than them getting Judge. Oh, definitely. I mean, this is better in terms of what they're going to be able to do, both pitching-wise. I mean, they've got such insane pitching now, going with a lineup that's going to field, with a lineup that's going to hit. They're plus 650 to win the World Series. Astros are still the odds-on favorite to win the World Series. But, I mean, when we start opening day, aren't the Mets going to be the odds-on favorite to win it all? Yeah. Yes. This is one of those ones we just sit in the book and take the bet. You know, I mean, it's just the Dodgers for the last decade. And just, it's, it's plus 450. Let them bet it. What are we going to do? Let them bet it. Bump the price up on the Braves. Bump the price up on the Phillies. Bump the price up on the Dodgers. Padres. Go get pod. You should be getting Padres futures all you can right now if you like anybody to beat the Mets. I mean, this is going to be this is going to be that team, man. Who rooted for the Yankees when they would do this back in the day when they would just sign free agents? Only Yankee fans. Yankee fans. That's it. <laughs> I mean, the Mets won 101 games last year. Yeah, and lost in the first round. Yeah, but then they went out and rebuilt their entire lineup, basically their entire roster. They still got to win. If they don't win a division, they got to win one game or a yeah. three-game series. I mean, now, right? A three-game series, yep. Are they better than the Braves? Um, I mean, on, on paper, paper, looks that on way, paper. right? What have the Braves done? Lost Swanson. Yeah, lost today. Intro press conference in Chicago today for Swanson. Yeah. For the Cub, for the Cubs. Shortstops are getting the money, man. You really are. I mean, look what happened with the Padres and Xander Bogarts. And yeah, Red Sox fans are quite angry today. They're they're quite mad at what's going on right now. They thought Correa may have been a possibility with him falling through in the in the in the with New York. The Rafael Dever situation has the potential to break Red Sox Nation. And I think the ownership group better be really careful with what's going on from what I'm seeing just social media wise with Devers, because if Correa is getting 12 years at $315 million, the Red Sox are offering something laughable to Rafael Devers and he's entering a contract year and the Red Sox are not comfortable giving this type of contract to anybody, but this is the market rate. And it's interesting to see the Red Sox with Heim Bloom, who's from Tampa, so that 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 methodology of like, look, we're not going to pay players. We're going to go get young and upcoming guys. And Red Sox fans are like, wait, we're not Tampa. Like we can afford to pay these guys what they're worth. Maybe you don't give them 12 years, but you give them 10. And if you're going to invest in anybody, wouldn't you invest in Mookie Betts? No. Xander Bogarts? No. Rafael Devers? You better. So there's a lot. I mean, this is for teams that don't want to play this game. This is really bad because you have three or four teams that are willing to pay anything to go and contend. Dodgers, Yankees, Mets are throwing money around like it's no big deal. All these other teams that are trying to contend, Atlanta, Minnesota, Boston, 
I mean, I mean, the Phillies are even spending money like crazy. Yeah. It's, like, what, it's like, what do you do to be competitive right now? Because of the haves and the have nots, we're seeing it like, you know, it's 2005, 2006 all over again. We're like this massive divide between who is spending and who is not. It's happening in Major League Baseball. And that's not good for the game. Been this way for years. It's getting worse. Well, just- I mean, it came back to the, the luxury tax did stop the Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs. It gave them at least a pause, right? Of like, hmm, all right, if we do this, it's going to be pretty expensive. We got to be pretty confident that we like this move. We can win it all. You mentioned it. The Mets luxury tax is more than 10 teams payroll. Something like that. Yeah. If one team decides to say, we don't care, that's the problem that like you can put these you know, guardrails in, in place, right? It just takes one owner who has, you know, I don't care money <laughs> and I'm going right. to do whatever I want with it. Right. To annihilate the entire structure. It does, but it doesn't always translate to winning. It actually rarely does. I mean, it's, and buying a championship has never really been, I mean, the Yankees did it a little bit, but even when the Yankees were buying championships, it was supplemental players they were paying for to go with the Jeter led core. Yeah. Mets, Mets have, I mean, I don't, Pete Alonso is theirs, right? They developed Pete Alonso. Yeah. How many players on that roster are homegrown for the Mets? Hardly any, right? I mean, it's all free agent built. Uh, I would have to go through it, but it, yeah, it's probably, uh, I mean, it's almost nobody now. Uh, First base is, second base is, shortstop's not, third base is not, outfield's not, closer's not, starting pitchers are not, pretty much. Some bullpen guys are. But, I mean, for the most part, this is like what the Yankees did in the past. Yankees didn't always win. They they won when they had the Jeter situation. They didn't always win when they paid A-Rod all that money and whatnot. The the thing is, is that there's always young kids coming up that can play. Like you're paying guys. I mean, like Goro said, what the Mets and all the big market teams are doing is good for the game. What the A's are doing is terrible for the game. We need a salary floor. Fair. That's fine. I, I've always agreed with I, that. I've always yeah. felt that the case. You, yes. You need a floor, but you need a ceiling too. You can't just spend to spend. I mean, because now you're, you're, they use that market for reasons for guys to leave. Nobody takes the Jose Ramirez deal like he took in Cleveland. I can't imagine what he went through to say, I want to stay in Cleveland. I don't want to go play for the Yankees. I don't, I don't want to go to Boston. I like it here. I want to win here with the guys we got here. I'll take the, t- well, they're not going to pay you. I don't care. I came from nothing. I'm going to get $150 million. That's enough. I respect that. I respect guys going to get whatever they can get from whatever owner that's willing to pay. I don't know how that translates in a clubhouse. It really becomes a business because you got some young kid who's, you need him to play second base. There's going to, they're going to need somebody to play second base. McNeil and company, but they, I mean, they've got guys that play there, but yeah, that's I mean, fine. It's, I mean, you get, you know, McNeil making $6 million a year to bats lead off in his vital part of the lineup and these other guys show up and, you know, get $50 million a year. I don't know. I don't know how, I, I don't know how it translates. I don't know what's good for the game. What's bad for the game. I just know, 
I know that um, when New York baseball is relevant, both Yankees and Mets, it's fun. It's fun to root against. It's fun sometimes to root on. I think um, I think it'll be interesting to see the backbone of the rotation is almost as old as me and you. See how that works out. But it's Verlander and it's Scherzer. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. I mean, <laughs> in their in their forties, we'll see how that works out. Last year, know. it did. I mean, Verlander won the Cy Amazing, it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to argue with what Verlander's been accomplishing. And got a lot of high leverage baseball though in Houston. Other than the Mariners, who do you pitch against? The Angels, the Rangers. Fair. No, the division is much more competitive. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you you have three legitimate teams that are all going, and you can't sleep on the Marlins. I mean, the Marlins are going to be, they're young, they're talented, and they're hungry. The Phillies, obviously, off off their World Series run. You know, Bryce Harper is out for a long time, but they'll get him back in August or September for the stretch run, which they hope is a playoff run. But, I mean, they still have pitching. They still have hitting. The Braves are still the Braves, even though they, they lost Swanson today. I, I'll be, I mean, it's look, the, this is when multiple teams in the same division decide to go for it. That's, I think, good for baseball. Oh, it's awesome. it stinks when you're like the American League Central and like you have three teams raising the white flag on opening day. And right. Like, yeah, we don't care. Like, we're not, we're not competing this year. We're good. Like, you know. You guys can, you White Sox and Twins can go compete, and everybody else is like, we don't care. So that stinks. <laughs> no money to sign Otani for the Mets. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them, but yeah, most likely they're going for it now because we don't know. That's the thing about Otani. We don't know, like him taking the one year deal to stay in Anaheim was weird. It was like, wait, what? Like you could have walked. Now we'll take a one year deal to see where the team is, and then we'll look at leaving. Okay, that's odd. So now I don't know if he wants to leave. He may want to be there. He may say, I like Los Angeles. So I, 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 I'm playing on a, on a no pressure team on the best player on a bad team. I make a lot of money. Everyone nah, loves you me. You can tell he wants to win, but I mean, maybe he again, wants to win with them. Maybe he wants to win with the Angels. Maybe he wants to get him and Trout and, you know, wait for them to, to do something. You know, hey, they haven't been healthy together. That's, you know, they haven't had their full complement of players all three superstars together at the same time. Every year he waits is another race. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I, I would he didn't be have to take the long term deal. About this. I would run. I would, I would, I mean, it's why I couldn't believe he stayed. I, I would defer my first crack at leaving. I would have left. Oh, see, I would stay until I knew where I was going was set up. Like he can be the final piece of the puzzle. He did. He can let all these teams or whatever build and say, all right, we want you now. Mm-hmm. He can name his price, and it goes higher up every year. It's not like the salaries. When are the salaries going to go in reverse? Never. Giants or Angels, better better situation for him. For Otani? Mm-hmm. First thing I thought was that when I saw this, I went, oh, so they're going to throw everything in Otani. The Giants. Uh, he'll be a megastar there. Mm-hmm. They'll throw every single thing. They have a huge aging population in San Francisco in the Bay Area. Oh, monster ratings, monster everything. They will throw now that they lost on Correa, they oh. will throw literally every dollar they got at Otani. 
Seattle's still relevant and they're still a possibility, but they're in the division. They're an American league team. I don't know if he stays there, but to go to San Francisco would be the perfect situation now. And the team's got money to burn. They just found $350 million. <laughs> it just fell back into their lap. I can't believe the length of these contracts. If we own the team, if we own the team, we'd be like, look, let them go. We'll find somebody else. And that's the Red Sox opinion. And that's okay. There's something to be said for that. The Red Sox are, are, are are literally doing that exact, uh, you know, calculus. They're going, we're not paying a 29 year old, 13 years. We're not paying a 30 year old, 12 years. No, like we're just not doing that. That's not something we we want to do. We're not going to set that precedent. And if other teams want to do that, then go ahead. But we're not going to bury ourselves in five years on contracts that are going to be, you know, huge anchors that take us to the bottom of the division. So look, it, pro sports is about now. Fans don't care about 10 years from now. Fans right. care about today. So the Mets fans like, hey, by the way, Met fan, if you win the World Series in 2023, but you're going to suck in 2028, do you care? Mets fans like, I don't yeah. care. Win now. I'll worry about then, then. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's just been the mentality forever of a professional sports fan. And that's what teams like the Mets are banking on, that they're going right. to win a championship between now and the next couple of seasons. And then when the team is dealing with the bad contracts, it won't matter. Where my Phillies hat while we're talking about a little off color Phillies hat. I'm going to wear the Phillies hat while we're talking about the Mets. Is that a blue? Or yeah, a it's blue. Blue, it's like a wow. baby blue. Little, I don't know what color that is. Is that a customized? No, I mean I saw it. Wow. Nice. Yeah, so it's pretty sweet. But very nice. I'm rooting for the Phillies even more now. I'm really? sure Philly fans are. Yeah, yeah. You can't just go buy everybody. Doesn't feel right. So I think they'll be. It'll be fun. Talk. I'm a Red Sox fan. I can't talk because <laughs> yeah. the Red Sox bought Manny Ramirez. The Red Sox bought. You know, they, they've gone out and made major change, major trades to help them win World Series championships. So, I mean, Shane Victorino wasn't a homegrown talent in 2018. And so the Red Sox have done that as well. And so I, I get the idea. I mean, look, even, you know, the Phillies don't have, I mean, Harper's not theirs. They bought no. Harper. Yeah, so they went and they got, him, really... they got him the contract. He he was the piece. And now they keep bringing in people. I mean, they got the growing the pitching, mm. but I don't know. I, I can't wait. It's 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 fun to talk baseball in December. I saw the news too and was like, now what? Like just when you talk, I'm most impressed with Boris. I want Boris to be my agent. I don't know what I have to pay the guy or his agency. Ten percent. That's fine. I'll pay. I'll pay him that minimum. <laughs> he makes. A, he creates a market for for who else was bidding on Carlos Correa. We don't know that $12 million. Well, we don't know that. Well, I don't know. I mean, he was able to, in the course of four hours, turn a 13 year, $350 million contract that fell apart into a 12 year, $315 million contract to go into a better situation. I think for Correa, I mean, going to the giants is awesome. I love the giants, but the giants way is not necessarily to bring in superstars and pay them this much money. They're more about, you know, they'll, they'll add talent, but they, they're more like around the Red Sox type of mentality where they'll, they'll give one or two superstars every couple of years. But I don't think Correa is worth this money personally. He's going to a star-studded roster where he's not the only guy. He'll be a guy, a that's, big piece, but not the piece. That's ideal for him. 
Absolutely. It's a better, the Mets are a better fit for him. I mean, it's just, a, it's, I can't believe he didn't go there the first time. Why didn't he go there over? I mean, he took more money and more years, I guess, and say, okay, I'm going to take the extra year. And who am I to, I mean, I've never been offered extra $30 million. So who am I to turn it down? Right. But the Mets going there with the number of names on the New York roster in, in San Francisco, he's got to go and win a championship to just justify the contract in New York. It's a shared cost. Got five guys coming in that all need to do that. It's a good, it's a good spot for him. It's a great spot for him. The spotlight won't be too bright and people won't be scrutinizing his numbers the same way. I mean, look at look at Lindor, they look at Verlander, they look at Scherzer, they look at Adovino, look at what these guys are doing, how they're coming in. And like his he can hit 280 and hit 25 home runs, it'd be fine. He does that in San Francisco. They're gonna be like, what the hell are we doing? We paid you how much money? You, you gotta be a, a superstar. You gotta come in here and lead the whole team and everything. Much better, much it's better. Spot. Second longest free agent contract. Well, 13 years. Bryce Harper's but, 13 yeah. and his is 12. Trey Turner and uh I mean, judges and nine. Xander is 11. Xander's 11. Yeah. Let's, let's talk in 2035 and how pissed off some of these GMs are after suffering through those contracts. I hope me and you are still talking. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Let's get to uh, some basketball here. The Warriors are now three and 15 on the road. Nets have won six straight. They've won nine of 10. The number is 12 and a half tonight. 12 and a half. <laughs> I watched that game last night. The Warriors suck. Yep. I mean, suck. Yeah. People are like, you know, hey, hold on a second. There's opportunities here and there's chances here. You know, maybe we want to be able to do these things and maybe we want to be able to figure these things out. It's like, wait a second. You guys have Clay Thompson still. Yep. You still have some weapons on this roster. They don't care. I don't think no. Steve Kerr cares on the road. No. They're like, eh, all right, whatever. They were down 30 last night yeah. to the Knicks. Uh, they're just trying to get home, right? But this is they're still on that road trip, right? Yep. One more game tonight. This is it. Yep. <laughs> Would they win one game? They beat Toronto, right? Uh on this, on this road trip. Yes, I think that's right. Chat check for us. I believe that's right. <laughs> it's crazy. Ask, I'm supposed to ask Chester how how do I know how many college basketball games there are today? Is there a lot of college basketball games today? I didn't even look. There are. There's like a thousand. Oh God. Oh, it's one of those days. I didn't even look yet. I haven't even opened the college basketball tab. Oh, and we, yeah, it's one of those days. Um I mean, what points could I give you? To say, yep, Warriors has value. 15? Maybe more. Yeah, somewhere in that range. They don't. I mean, I, I was watching the game going, the Knicks are hot. We'll get to get to them in a second. But defensively, the Warriors treated that game like a preseason game. Right. And that's what you see it, right? You see it on, yeah. on defense. They're not even whatever, trying. Where, wherever you want. Where they got to whatever spot they wanted to get yeah. to. Jalen Brunson did whatever the hell he wanted last night. Fadeaways. Driving in, no look passes. They were the Globetrotters last night. I'm like, this is the defending champs. Like, I know they're bad, but like in New York, the Knicks had not beaten the Warriors since 2013 at MSG. Like, they just own the Knicks. And that was a walk in the park win. 
for Tom Thibodeau's team? <laughs> uh, we called it. I think was uh, on on the road trip, right? We said one win or yeah. two wins max. They're not winning they're gonna get, tonight. They're going to get smacked tonight. Back to back at blowout last night. Brooklyn's hot. Brooklyn wants to take down. I mean, Kevin Durant up against his former team. They're going to, this is like duck in cover type of situation game for me tonight for the Warriors. I don't know. Betting wise, this doesn't do any business because the number's too high. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's you know, ridiculous. That's, that, this is the ultimate stop sign, right? <laughs> this is, hey, yeah, you want to bet the Nets tonight? So does everybody else. You can lay 12 and a half. <laughs> and it's going up. Yeah, it's going and it's going up. <laughs> yeah, enjoy that. It's, yeah, it's, so. it's going to go up. You're going to lay it. So Boston's off of back-to-back losses to the Orlando Magic. Laying double digits as well. They're laying 10 to the Pacers tonight. Uh-huh. What do you make of the Boston Celtics tonight? Angry? Mad? High total? Um, what do you make of this game? I think you have to... Uh, <laughs> isn't the play... Isn't the play to lay it? <laughs> I mean... I have a very, very, very chalky money line parlay in bettering or embedded to book it that I'll go ahead and get in in and give it to you guys. You you have this game involved today? Uh-huh. And and the Nets game too. You have both of these big favorites involved? Mm-hmm. Money oh. line. Money line. Oh. Not land. And the Sixers. No. Nope. You took the three biggest chalks and laid them. Nope. I didn't do the Sixers. I left. I, let, I, let, I stayed away from that. My hatred got in the way. I had to add. Wow. Oh, let's see who does. Okay, so you did the a three-game money line parlay today. Oh, you're really bored, aren't you? <laughs> at, 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 even, at even money. Wow. Okay. Okay. Last night. Last night it was even money. <laughs> You're nuts. Guess, guess. You can guess the third leg. You've got to be able to guess the third leg. You know who I think sucks royally. It's the Clippers or the Sacramento Kings. Correct. It's the last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lakers are five and ten on the road straight up. Mine's only six. Yep. What are we doing? We don't trust the. We don't trust the. Oh, it's moving right now. Awesome. Right. Yeah, somebody's playing six and a half. Yeah, it's fair. Lakers stink. I mean, just laying the three worst teams right now on the road. I get the Pacers aren't the worst, but Boston's going to beat the Pacers. They're going to be ferociously mad. They played horrendously against the Magic. 79 college hoop games today. There's 79, and three of them got canceled because of weather. Seven. That's incredible. Iowa State canceled their game against Omaha, and then two other games in the in the Midwest got canceled. Drake might have gotten canceled. Like, Anyone in the upper Midwest right now today is getting obliterated. The weather is horrendous. Is in the upper mid. Yeah. Whiteout conditions, brutally cold, whipping wind, tons of snow. Can't see anything. <sighs> Put on the bucket hat for that one. 
Oh no, look at that. Wow. There we go. It's not as good as Scott Farrell's Pittsburgh, but that's a pretty good one though. Yeah, this is not bad. Farrell's Pittsburgh one was probably the best one so far on the show. Yeah. So the Knicks have won eight straight games. Oh, back to back tonight. It's bad enough, right? We got Yankees celebrating signing judge. We got Mets go sneak in the middle of the night and take Correa. Right. The Rangers are playing pretty good hockey. Eh. Like it's, you know, they're coming on. Right. But this Knicks basketball, like they're good. Like it's eight in a row. Like they're, they're actually playing good basketball. It's exciting. It's fun. They, they I, I don't look the like Knicks at times. They don't look like a Tom Thibodeau coach team at times. No. Offensively, he's allowing them to just, I mean, it's Jalen Brunson's team. Is that, that's not a bad thing. No, he look like a Tom Thibodeau team, right? I mean, because defensively, they're still very, very good. So that on that side of the basketball, they're definitely looking like a Thibodeau. But offensively, he's allowing Brunson to cook. He's just giving him the ball and saying, hey, go ahead and do what you think is yeah, best. And score. Run the team, score. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's score. Which is like, like try I mean, it. It if works. Derek, if you're Derek Rose, you got to be going like, son of a, just, you know, what the hell? Why do we do that now? Now you do that, huh? I could have done that in Chicago. You could have saved me a lot of minutes. You know, a lot of strike between me and you yelling and screaming. Just let me do me. He wouldn't let, he wouldn't let him do him. So now yeah. you've got Brunson and, you know, age and wisdom and experience. And now you got Thibodeau saying, okay, man, we paid a lot of money for you. Go show us what you can do. And last night he just lit up the Warriors. Minus two, though. What's this number? Can't figure out Toronto right now. But Can't. they're a home team, are they not? Who? Toronto. Yes. So they're on the road. I know. I, I It doesn't make sense. Toronto has lost one, two, th- what was it? Six games in a row. They've lost and six in a row. Two. The Knicks have won eight games in a two. row. Right. So tell me this, explain this to me. I don't get this. This is my WTF line of the day. What is this? <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Why are the Knicks only laying two points to Toronto tonight? Back to back. I thought we didn't care about that all that much in, in the NBA. I have no explanation. First game of the year. First meeting. Toronto is three and 12 on the road. They suck on the road, and yet it's only a two-point line. What is what's, this? What's what's the back-to-back situations? Knicks are playing on a back-to-back. I know. What is their record? Oh, I don't know the answer to that. What's Guys the in the record? chat, if you can find it, see what uh, see what the Knicks are back-to-back. Because if they're bad, if they're zero and four or whatever it is, you know, you lower it by I don't know point or something, but. It's a don't trust the Knicks line. 100%. That's what it is. I mean, and it's easy. I, I think three and a half would probably be more fair and say, take, say, take some dog money. But if it's only one and a half, you know, and you want to take the favorite money, you can. It's painted one and a half. There's one place at two. Caesars is now two. One of the offshore places is two. This is basically saying like Toronto wins the game, is it not? Mm. Six games in a row. They're three and 12 on the road. Knicks have won eight in a row. They're off a back-to-back beating the Warriors last night. And it's like, yep, Toronto's going to win. What? I mean, okay, but huh? 
telling you, these back-to-backs, they they messed with me a lot. With okay. with, I mean, to get in your head, with with making a number, you, you can overvalue them so easy. Um, Let down spot. It was the, such a blowout yesterday. I didn't have yeah. to go back and look at the box score and look at the minutes. I mean, they probably didn't play much in the fourth. Um, let me tell you that. How many minutes? Knicks are three and two straight up and three one and one against the spread this season on the second game of a back to back. Thank you, SoCal. So, I mean, Caldegen, so what are we worried about? Finds it like, right like, away. Like, like, like what, are, what are we doing? The Warriors, uh, sorry, the Knicks last night, Randall played 30. Brunson played 30. The game's Barrett 48 played, minutes, right? Still 48 minutes? 12 yes. times four is 48. Yes. So they didn't play much in the third and the fourth So quarter. 30 minutes is nothing. Yep. That's great. I mean. I don't know. Play the Knicks. That's 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 just, just just play the Knicks. I'll be looking to play the Knicks in game. I was doing it last night. I was yep. getting ready with Gabe and Cam, and I saw the line move. I was like, guys, play the Knicks. Coach came on talking about New York basketball, all that stuff. Here we go with these New York songs and stuff. It's fun to Bing run against them. Yeah, it's it's just, fine. Go. Celtics will take care of business. It's okay. Don't worry. We got you. It's fun to be good again. And in a the Madison Square Garden's awesome. It is, you know. I've, it's, I've it's, only it's, gone to one Knicks game. I've gone to two Big East tournaments there, uh, and I've gone to one concert there. Oh, it's a cool venue. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool awesome. Venue. It's it's definitely one of those places where it is in like, New York too. It's so cool where it is right? in New York. It's so yeah. centrally located. So many people around. It's just. It's always weird when you come out of a st- come out of that stadium and you go into New York. It's like you go from chaos into chaos. <laughs> like it's just like normally you walk out of stadiums and arenas. It's like it's like traffic, but it's like wide open. It's like the middle of nowhere, like in Philadelphia. It's like outside the city. Right in in New York, <laughs> you walk out of MSG and like you're leaving crowds and you go right into crowds. Oh, okay. I was overwhelmed. I was I was 16 when I went there. Um, and I went to see the Knicks play. I forget who they played, but I wanted to see Bernard King. Bernard King was mm. my one of my guys. Um, I just thought it was really cool. And the Knicks were home, so I went, me and my mom. We didn't sit in the greatest of seats. I remember that was one of the first times I was at a sporting event and felt like I was getting high without doing anything. I kept saying, Mom, what is that smell? What is that? Why? Where are they smoking it? It's right here, everywhere. Now yeah. in Vegas, it's it's pretty much. Well, it's conditioned in everywhere you go here. It's crazy. It stinks. It's such yeah. unfortunate. Madeline that smart too. wants to say. He said, "I don't know what it, if he may, if he bets something and loses, he's going to ask us for a job to sweep Ferris Studio." Uh oh, Tyler. That's not good. Luke, Tyler, that's not good because we, doing, we yeah we don't we don't have the bag yet. <laughs> Calm yeah. down, man. We, we got to take care of business first. We got to try. We, we got meetings. We got to talk about Relax. sponsors and stuff for 2023. Relax on that. Is Jalen Hurts playing against Dallas? I have no idea. What do you think, Doctor? No, no, Doctor. Four and a half point line. You always say the line tells the story. Yeah. I'd say no. No? Why'd it come back down? I don't think he's playing. Why not? Why would you play him? What's the point? Win a game. Yeah. Put him away. You clinch, don't you? You do. 
But you're gonna you have other opportunities to clinch. It's not the not the last week sixteen. Mm. Got a chance? I don't. I don't. I I'm trying to win a ring. I don't need to worry, worry about the Cowboys. I got the division. I don't know. Maybe he's not as hurt as he is advertised to be. I mean, those rumors he's gonna be out for the year flying around. That's why now I don't it's, believe none of this shit. I know, but I mean, it's just that it was it was out there. Everyone was freaking out. Uh, Rich Eisen. Yeah, there's a chance he's playing again. Everyone's saying that there's a chance he's going to go. So the four and a halves are going. Looks like right now. Everybody's at five. Westgate's staying ahead of it. Five and a half. Guys that win better, the only four and a half right now. So it's going back up. Boy, they're playing games with this number. He's gonna playing play. games with this number right now. I just, I just can't believe he's going to play. Just I just can't believe he's going to play. How bad is it if Minshew plays? Is it a is it a wrap? I mean, it's just they no. I think the under is in play. I think the under is in play. Forty seven. Forty. If, if Minshew plays, I like the under. When are you flying? You're flying Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Are you going to watch the morning session of games, all the 10 o'clock games? On, on Saturday? Saturday? Yeah. Of course. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just a lot of junk games. Like, I'm going to watch. Patriots play at. Yeah, you the, and the Patriots. The, yeah, I watch my team. Yeah, I watch Patriots playing it during the 1 o'clock session. So, Pat's Bengals, a good game. That's a good game for me. Yeah, that's, I mean. You're gonna lose badly, but I guess Giants Minnesota is a decent game. I don't know. I'm it's looking at the board. There's it's a lot of like eh, but I know my afternoon is Philly Dallas must yeah. watch. Yeah, Washington San Francisco. I'm actually interested in watching. Those and two games are awesome, and then obviously Vegas and Pittsburgh is. I mean, yeah. we're gonna we'll center 100%. our whole. It's Same odd here. too. Like, I don't know how we're trying to, I'm trying to figure that out. Like my set, my Christmas Eve with that game being on and watching that game at five o'clock. It's like, I, I probably won't do very much on Christmas Eve until nine o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, which is not great <laughs> because right. I, I'm up. Madeline's been explaining to me that she's waking up at 5 a.m. on Christmas morning. She wants an alarm set at 5 a.m. Because <laughs> we're flying. So we have to leave at eight. Flight's at 10. So she wants at least two hours to play with her toys. Oh. So she's like, I want up at five. I want five to, you know, five to eight, five, seven thirty to play with her toys. And then she won't see him again for a week until she comes back. Right. <laughs> so oh we'll see how the, 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 all it goes. See that goes. It's going to be a late night and an early morning. It's going to be one of those. You know, fall asleep on the on the plane type days, pass out on the plane, right? On the flight home. Well, he, I don't think he's playing. Okay, uh, as of right now, I don't think he's playing. I just see I where his him. numbers going, and yeah, you know, they're probably laying it. They're trying to get stay ahead of it. Five and a half, is the right number. Okay, Jaguars on Thursday night. Trevor Lawrence is questionable with a toe. I like Jacksonville a lot tomorrow night. And now Trevor Lawrence is questionable with a toe. Yep. What? Numbers one and a half. Really? Yep. 
And if he can't oh. run, it takes away a big weapon for that offense. Yeah, he's playing though, right? Most likely. he's. I mean, the number is one and a half still. So if you believe in the story being told by the number, him, the Jags will not be favored if he's not playing. So him the Jets playing, are minus one and a half. It flipped. So then he may not be the playing. Jets, the Jets are minus one and a half. Well, it's Jags one and a half this morning. What are you talking about? It was. No. Not a. I mean, I'm looking at line history for like Circa and Westgate and stuff. They all they had pick and then they went. They, the, now the Jets are favored. The Jets have been favored all week here. I think I like the Jaguars. Fandle flipped it. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know yet. I it's have a good decided. game. We finally have a good Thursday night yeah. football game. After all 16 weeks going, we finally have a good week, good game to watch and a good game to talk about. Wilson against Lawrence is a lot of fun. Solid having that defense playing against Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson's offense. It's a really interesting football game. Big game. Right. Weather's going to be cold, warm weather team going north. Prime time. This is Trevor. I mean, this is Trevor time. I mean, this is absolutely when you want him to shine in December. First pick overall, second year, big step taken forward. Go win in New York. Go show you can do it. Uh, Trace McSorley will start for the Cardinals against the Bucks, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Trace McSorley of Penn State? Trace McSorley at Penn State because Chase uh, Colt McCoy is out with a concussion and Murray's done for the year. Third string quarterback. Brady can't beat a third string quarterback. Come on, buddy. Wow. Like, what this are you? one handy. This one just happened to be by because it's so cold in this house. Little Penn keep, State beanie? This, yeah. Yeah. Little Penn keep State beanie. <laughs> Browns oh and the Saints, the total now is 32 and a half. It's ticked up a little bit here. By the way, everyone's asking you, why is your phone by your microphone? I can't. I mean, I have to keep it. I don't know where to keep it. I'm Everyone taking, hears it. People are texting. I apologize. Sorry, people. I, I don't know I, what to do we with got a, we, we got a, I got a note last night from somebody that said, is it your phone or Dave's phone on the microphone? It's that mine. Keeps it never stops. <laughs> it's it's it never stops. He goes, because I'm driving, I'm driving down, like the person said, I'm driving down the road and yeah. I'm having to look at my phone constantly because I'm listening to you guys and I'm hearing buzz, buzz, buzz. Nice. And I'm like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? And he goes, it's me. Oh, I have Dave's. to hold my phone to watch the chat. <laughs> But I can't turn off the text messages. It's That's insane. a riot. That's um, a just putting it up. Jets. No, Brown Saints. 32 and a half. No, somebody just said in the thing, it's it's oh. 100% chance of rain. Fair. No, big, yeah, big rainstorm. Huh? Absolutely. All game long. Yep. Whole game. Who's that favor? Probably the Jets. I think so. But... I don't know. I, I mean, again, so. I, I like the offense knowing where the offense wants to go. So in, it's just hang on to the damn ball, which is the Jags problem. They turn the ball over too many times. Yeah. But ETN can run the football. I'm looking at that total because we're going to talk here about the Browns and the Saints, but the, the total in the Jets game is going down 36 painted right now. Grinder of a game. God. 
Saints in Cleveland is this it's silly. I mean, it's just a talking point now at this point. You can't bet this. Can you bet this? The the Browns and the Saints total? At 32 and a half, I could. Yeah. Yep. What do you want to bet? Over? No, under. Oh. I would bet under until 31. Oh, and then I'd stop. Such a terrible game to bet total. Where does it stop? Let's see. Well, it ticked back up. It got to 31 and a half and then bounced back up to 32 and a half. Yeah, you were right. The basement was 31 and a half. Yeah, that's it. So what I'm probably going to do is because I'm not going to get to 31. I'm probably going to go in game. I got under 34 and a half. I'm going to see how low it goes. I'm going to try to Army Navy it again. And I'm Mm. going to try to middle it. So if it gets down to 24, 23 in game, go ahead and bounce it. Bet the over in game. Right. I thought I do it Army Navy. Same total, basically. <laughs> and so it didn't matter to me that the game went overtime and over. And I got burned. I should have hit them both. Should have middled it, but you know, it was no scar. It'll be the same thing with this game. Try to get, you know, middle it and see what happens. If you get no score, punt, punt. Yeah. And it closes 32 and a half. It goes down to minimum 28 and a half mm-hmm. right away. What's your buy-in point? 27 and a half. Well, you're going to get that in the first quarter. That's six points. Might be give able me, to wait. Give me six points. Give me a six-point middle. Oh, give me, okay. one, well, give me a touchdown middle. Right. I got 34 and a half. Give me, you know, give me 27 and a half. You give me that. That's a seven. That's seven points actually. It's a seven-point middle. So you you give me a one-score middle, and I'll take it. Hmm. Just based upon just football, right? Pick sixes, fumbles, field goals. I mean, supposedly, if the wind's gonna blow the way they think the wind's gonna blow, a field goal farther than thirty yards is gonna be impossible. (laughs) That's the only way they're gonna score. 30, a 30, anything outside of a 30 yard field goal will not be really 50, 50 mile per hour wind gusts. I mean, it's going to take the ball and throw it 30 yards either side. I mean, forget it. You're not getting the ball anything of distance. You're not going to be able to make, make a field goal. You got to be smack it hard and drive it through the wind. Oh my goodness. To get it. So like extra points will be possible, but they will be difficult. But field goals are going to be next to impossible. For Cleveland in New in New Orleans, got to give a special shout out to my buddy JL John Lerner. He's watching the show right now. Um, he's back there. He's texting. We we're going to talk about something else. I told him we'll talk after the show. But then after the show, we have another call. So it'll be after that, John. But thanks for being here and watching the show. Um, I don't have an answer to your question. I don't know, but I would like a weather report tomorrow morning. He's right by the Meadowlands. Oh, so JL can kind of give us a, a quick land. feel for precipitation, wind, and uh, and a lot of things. I have to ask him what he likes about this. Total. Trevor Lawrence is playing tomorrow night. Makes sense. So he's questionable, but he's expected to play. So right, it's a nagging toe injury that just won't go away. Nagging toe injury. Yep. That they ever they're have a bad toe injury? Not on my big toe. I've had my. I've, I've broken my little toe a million times. It's the worst. Well, just because you can't put pressure on the outside of your foot it sucks. It sucks. You can't do anything. Never broke broken my big toe. toe. I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine breaking my big toe. That's got to be a whole different problem. That sucks. 
That's not being able to balance or run or anything else. Right. Uh, are you riding the lines this week? I don't is, know yet. Is this a contest pick? Detroit against the Panthers? They got to win out. <sighs> Going from one and six to seven and seven. If they're a playoff team, they ruin the Panthers, right? Oh, I don't know. I mean, Panthers had their shot last week. Panthers still have a shot. Yeah, but if last week the Panthers had their shot, they got to win. Had to win that game. Panthers win, but the Buccaneers facing a third-string quarterback. Panthers win and Tampa loses. They're tied, right? Right, but that's not going to happen. Tampa can't go to Arizona and lose. Bucks are not losing to, to, to Arizona. No, not happening. Huh. No, they're not losing three games in a row, and they're not losing to Arizona. Four and ten. Trace McSorley lost four games in a row. They're the, the Cardinals are one and seven at home, straight up. Cars are the worst. They're the worst home team in the NFL. <laughs> Brady's not losing that game. Okay. So for the Lions, they're live. Are we comfortable laying two and a half on the road with this Lions team? No, but I wasn't comfortable last week either. But I wasn't. I mean, I, I we were on the Jets for that very reason last week. Yeah, I know. So on the road at New York, I still think the Jets was the right side of that game. So I don't know. Back I don't want this game. I mean, you want this game in there? Top no. five pick? No. I don't, I don't think so. I don't trust I mean, the Lions at all. Have to drag me kicking and screaming to put the Lions as one of the five. Oof. Here's a number that stunned me. The Chiefs are 0-3 ATS this year as double-digit favorites. Yeah. They and they're cover. minus 10 yeah. against Seattle. They the books cover. keep on putting up these big numbers. Yeah. The public just keeps on taking the bait. They just keep on running off this cliff. Like you oh, got to yeah, put Casey. it up there for the. You got to put it up there for the teasers. You have to give them. What are you going to do? Put seven and give them pick. I mean, you got to put it up there. So at least you win by field goal. You push the teasers or win, beat the six point ones, right? Um, you know, so you have to do it. Oh man, you want to take Seattle? No, <laughs> they're zero three. Double digit favorites. We could take Seattle. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be sweaty. Oh, no, thank you. That's going to that's going to be. Ugh. Look, there are a bunch of black line games this week. Shh, right through. Lions are one. KC is one. Just no way. Not play. No play. No, thank I you. I wish we could just I'm going to pick a side. This is what like I did a contest where I get to pick. You pick every game against okay. the spread. And I win those because I can, if there's 16 games, I'm going to go better than eight and eight more often than not. Mm-hmm. It's that fucking picking which five to put in the contest with us. It's just the hardest thing. It's like, what do we do? What do we do? And then us doing it Saturday while we were doing it with the phone calls and this and that. And then you hit submit. We didn't even, weren't even sure that we wanted the right five games. It was hilarious. It's a, it a funny story. Trying to come up with the five games is harder than picking the winners. I would only pick Seattle. Right. 100%. Like, we can't lace 10. 
right? I'm not laying 10 with KC. No. They almost lost to the Texans last week. Do you remember Jack Lambert, Sealer linebacker? Yeah. He retired because of his toe. Oh. Like, and somebody just reminded me of that in the chat. He's right. I mean, the toe can take you out. Mm. Bad toe. Vegas against Pittsburgh. Pickett starting at quarterback most likely. Why's coming down? This game has to be in the contest. Is it not? I don't know. Why is it coming? It's it's back to two and a half now. At three is the top. That's it. It's done. Contest lines come out today. Today's Wednesday, right? Circa does. Tomorrow is Westgate. Circus today. I don't even know what day of the week it is. So confused right it's now. It's Wednesday. With everything going on. It is Wednesday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, are you good if it's three? <sighs> don't love it at three, to be honest. But what are the Raiders playing for? Chiefs have been one. I mean, the, uh, the, the Steelers have been one of the better teams over the last three weeks. No, they're yeah, six and eight. They're only two and four at home, the Steelers, which yeah. is weird. They've been good on the road. But the Raiders are two uh, and six on the road. Steelers are nothing. I ain't picking them. Not picking the Raiders. Yeah, can't pick, cannot. Absolutely not. Cannot pick the Raiders. Before we do the uh, official Omaha Steaks hearing hot take of the day, yep. I, I just have to read this because I couldn't believe this actually is a real quote. This came, Darren Rovell quoted this. This comes from Penn National CEO Jay Snowden. Who said this to the Mass State Gaming Commission? Yeah. Dan Katz, aka Big Cat on Barstool Sports, <laughs> comes up with a can't lose parlay every week. Yeah. He also, admittedly, is one of the worst gamblers on the planet. So it's meant to be funny. It's not meant, it's not being meant to be viewed as can't lose. Boy, this mass gaming commission's really putting them through the ringer. What? This is good. <laughs> I he actually openly said that one Catcher. of our guys doing content picks is one of the worst gamblers on the planet. Fair, well, honesty. Well, but doesn't well, it's honest? But doesn't that also open up a whole litany of questions as to then why are you employing this person to do picks? Because aren't you sending your customers to a losing proposition? He's on entertaining. Purpose? Well, that's difficult. He's very entertaining, but it's a difficult thing in the content space as to when you do picks, is it tongue in cheek or is it real? Well, Jim Cramer gives stock picks. He's this is he good at it? I don't know. I don't I don't watch Jim Cramer. I can't tell you. Is he? I mean, he's, he's, he's investment advice every day. There's guys doing that. They've been doing it. It's just it's like, look, that's where the lines are getting blurred. Yeah. Man, there's a lot just, of people asking a lot of the questions. Darren Revell tweeted that out this morning. Been, I was like, wait, what did he say? He said, what? Publicly? The, like, huh? The Massachusetts Gaming Commission is doing a really good job of giving them a very uncomfortable examination, <laughs> trying to find out what they're doing because they've been saying all this stuff. You have to divide. You have to determine whether you're going to run a book or you're going to be a media company. And the lines have been blurred since past but past. Right. And I think the states that are going to okay it going forward are going to be more like Massachusetts than have been more like Kansas. 
you know, in places like that where they just sit. Sure, bring them in. You're going to pay us. You're going to lobby here. You're going to give us all the gifts and all the other stuff. Sure, go ahead, do it. We don't care. Just we'll tax it. And we'll be fine. Not anymore. Not anymore. It's wild to me that that got said publicly that, yeah, he, he's one of the, admittedly one of the worst gamblers on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Overly in a mass, in a hearing, under oath, in a hearing, you're saying that publicly. And they got a temporary license. Penn Woods given a temporary license while they do a more in-depth examination into Barstool. It's a rubber sports. stamp. They're yeah. just embarrassing them up front. Yes. I just can't believe they're through. embarrassing them. That's, oh boy. Yeah. So you know how everyone says LeBron should go be a tight end? I mean, I've heard that. For a long time, everyone said LeBron James should go in the NFL, be a tight end. He'd be unbelievable. His jumping ability, size, strength, speed, he'd dominate. What about a tight end going to the NBA? Because Devin Funches is considering trying out for the NBA. Remember him? Can he shoot? Yeah, there's video out of him. I mean, I, mean, it's I saw the video. That, it's open gym. I mean, I mean, yeah, he's he's dribbling around. He dunks. He he's jump. enormous, he's though. Yeah, he's a big dude. I mean... This is, can he shoot? Can he play? I don't think he can play now. I mean, I'll be stunned. Ridiculous! It's completely. He's six four. Like he's not. He's he's a guard. <laughs> like he's not. Like this is what I laugh about these things. It's like wait, wait, what are you doing exactly? Like this is not like you're not Bo Jackson here. Okay, like there's very few Deion Sanders, very few people who can do this. But like football and basketball are like different body types, different right. everything. I mean, uh, an NFL six foot five, six foot six receiver is a big player on the court, uh, on the field. An NBA player at six six is short, <laughs> like right. NBA, like a player is just like you're just there. You're just on the court. You're you're on the court. You're a guard. There's six foot nine, six foot ten guards. Kevin Durant is six eleven. Who you're playing guard against? Right. Like I don't know. Like what are you doing exactly with this? Like this is going to end very poorly for Devin Funches. Is he going to do it or is this just like a threat to do it? He's not going to actually do it. No, they're putting it out because he wants to try out. Like this, this is a flyer being put out by people that he wants to see what the he's testing the waters. Right. This is going to end very badly for him. This is going to be an embarrassment. Right. That's the thing about doing these. You know, we've seen it before. Like when we watched, we never saw it in the big leagues, thankfully. But I mean, guys who have left football to go play baseball. and. Well, I mean, Tim Tebow never got higher than double A, but he played a little bit of triple A, but like you realize how difficult it is to play football. I should mean, to play, play baseball as a football player. Right. I think this guy's going to learn very fast. There's <laughs> like, a party going on behind me with the kids. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Can you hear it? Uh-huh. It's oh, you can't hear it. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I'm used to it. I got cats and kids and dogs and like, it's par for the course here. <laughs> background noise for me is with the microphone picking it up is sort of like, yes. But I mean, like they know I'm trying to stay calm and I'm going to just, I'm going to put my headphones down for a second. I'm going to go to the other side of this wall and I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, don't do because, it. It's fine. It's, it's annoying the hell out of me. Well, that's different. Because they saying. know right. from 10 to 12 to not do that on the other side of this wall. But it's, it's holidays. It's, it's vacation. It's, you know, <sighs> As you always okay. say to me, just breathe. You'll be all right. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. We're all, we're all good. Can you explain to me what's going on with the Devils? As far as losing games? Six in a row. 
Young teams, man. Streaky. Six in a row. This was the hottest team in hockey for a while. And now they are reeling in their dogs at Florida tonight. As they should be. Right. Can they turn um, things around? Well, Florida's not really. Florida was just in Boston, right? Yep. Got smoked last seven, game. Seven, seven, three. Yeah. Lines, right? 140. Oh, 130. Yep. Uh, over. I like over in the game. Six okay. and a half. What's the juice? Minus 120. Oh, just went to minus 130. Down south. Yeah. Yeah. High scoring game. This will be a fun one to watch tonight. 4-3 final minimum. Probably. Yeah, you got a chance. I just don't. I mean, at some point, the Devils go back to what they were. They were impossible to score on earlier in the year. Four right. one puck line dominant. They were great, and now, oof, <laughs> talk about cooling off. They're chilly at the moment. Yeah, they need to get to the break and figure out some things and, and calm themselves down a bit. But yeah, this I, is what I, happens though? This is this is what, especially when you get the when you get the wins early, right? And then you run into one of these. How many games could this go? This is a bet against. Like if we're doing baseball, this would be yeah. bet against them until they win. They this fell out of first nine, game, nine, ten game losing streak. Yeah, they're not behind Carolina in the division. Forty four points to forty six points. That's Carolina's how bad it's gotten. still good. That's how bad it's gotten for them that they they're not even leading their own division anymore. Right. Pittsburgh's only two points behind them. Who's playing really well too. 19-9 and 4 for the for the Penguins. Look at the Penguins last. What what have they won? 6 in a row too? I think I think the Penguins uh, have won 6. Uh, let's see. Penguins. Five, five or six win, in, a row. in a row they've won one, but they're 8-1 and 1 over the last 10. Oh, they lost before that. Right, right, yeah. right. Penguins yeah. are 10-3 and 2 at home. Yeah. Devils are a better road team still. They're 11-2 and 1 on the road. They're 10-7 and 1 at home. Carolina plays Pittsburgh tomorrow. Monster, monster hockey. Well, they played two days ago, and Carolina won. I was on Pittsburgh. Right. And they played two days ago. Right. Frustrating as hell. And it flips back, yeah. Yeah, it was annoying as hell. I was like, what the? F uh, one bowl game tonight. South Alabama lane, three and a half to Western Kentucky. It's going to be on during your sports grid. You're going to be watching this game at all? I was watching the Toledo game last night on the air. Uh-huh. And watching the pain that Gabe and Cam were partaking and trying to bet it and watch it. And I was like, guys, UConn is down to Georgetown right now. Not watching it, but I'm betting that. Like, there's way more opportunities. Just because it's a football game and it's on doesn't mean you have to bet it. Fair. So I will have it on and I will pay attention to the number. Bet South Alabama. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Western Kentucky's had a number a number of guys opt out into the portal. Oh. Two best offensive linemen, top defensive back. Quarterback came back surprisingly. He went into the portal and then came back out. So he's playing in this game for Western Kentucky. That's why the number is only three and a half. But South Alabama is a much better football team. Mm. Okay. I, I don't I, I think this line's a little off, to be quite honest. I think this line's has it moved? Yeah. 
because of the opt-outs. They want to see who's going to play. They, I mean, people are staying away from it because of the number of kids who opt out opted from Western Kentucky who have opted out. Then the quarterback coming back changed things a bunch. But if the quarterback was out, this line would have been seven. But Western Kentucky's quarterback is back. But I still like South Alabama. Didn't bet it, but I still like South Alabama to kind of, to kind of do this. So, all right. Um, before we think about sports grid, we're going to do this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We got three shows left. Yep. So I'm going I'm to ask you for your top three favorite sports moments of 2022. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You can do it one, two, three, three, two, one, however way you want to do it. I'm going to do it three, two, one. Okay. But when I say sports in 2022, what was one of your favorite moments of this year? Um, geez. So I'm trying to think of a hockey one. I really can't. Well, I'm going to give you mine one. while you think. I want to say Louis Domingue, not the best. That was so oh. much fun. That was so That's good. not number one? No. That might be number one. No. Phenomenal. Um, the best was the best interview of the year. That was. That was so good. Um, <laughs> it's poor spicy pork and broccoli in between the second and third let's, period. Not let's, the best. <laughs> so good. Still funny even now. So good. Um, I'll go with the Phillies. And, and and having like the future ticket on the Phillies and 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 watching them grow up and yeah. kind of sharing those home wins with like you know my buddy Norm and my my pseudo nephew Nate and all the Philly fans back east and everything like this turn a newbie into a baseball guy call him newbie to baseball guy now nice. he could care less about baseball really before he got caught up in it people watching games with their parents and you know hoping to see a championship the phillies run if i, I i'll give you the phillies run what's one of yours what's yours number three for me is the boston celtics making it to the nba finals mm. and mm. watching them go through the bucks and watching them go through the heat and watching jalen brown and jason tatum grow up I thought they had the coach. <laughs> I thought Ime Atoka was the guy. Uh, maybe not. But watching them go up against the Warriors, obviously losing three games in a row in that series stunk and not winning the NBA championship, but it set the stage for what's going on right now for the Boston Celtics. But I really, it was it was cool to see that Celtics team make the NBA finals knowing what they've got on the roster and how young they are and how much quality basketball if these guys stay healthy is still to come for the Celtics and it took a long time to wait for Brown and Tatum to grow into their prime quote unquote and they're still not really there yet got a couple of years left before they get to their 26 27 28 season but they're going to be really good and a really big problem if they stay together for a while so for me it was nice it was it was that I guess faith that Boston put in after they couldn't trade them yeah. say, all right, we're going to ride the young kids. Let's see how, let's see what we can do. And Jason Tatum, I mean, Markel Fultz could have been a Boston Celtic instead. It was Jason, <laughs> T- instead it was Jason Tatum. <laughs> so one of the better moves any age has made is by not by flipping the pick with the Philadelphia 76ers saying, Philly, so- you want him? He's all yours. We're taking Jason Tatum at three. Unbelievable. I mean, just think about the, 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 the how different 
where Boston would be. be. I mean, where would where would the Celtics be without right now? They didn't make that move. That wasn't the flip that they made. Who knows? I mean, wow. they were pressured into it. Philly had to match up a guard because they had Joel Embiid, so they knew they had the center position taken care of. So they tried to find the point guard that was going to fit with Embiid. So that's why they wanted him more than they wanted Tatum. They didn't need the, the stretch 3-4. Right. needed everything. So they're like, yeah, you can have Markel Fultz. Go ahead. We'll take draft picks and move back to three. We're good. <laughs> taking Tatum. <laughs> we're taking Tatum and you know, building our entire team around Jason Tatum. In in you know in in a way we go so yeah so that was that's me number uh for for number three for sure uh we'll do that tomorrow the guys in the chat are putting putting a few mm. um you guys can throw throw your yeah moment we'll do three two there. one I mean that's leading into yeah. Friday being last show of the year so yeah. we'll do a lot obviously with on Friday's show will be a very unique roll call Friday kind of recapping twenty twenty two but Coach K retirement that's a good one that was a good one. Lost to North Carolina. I mean, although, yeah, that was like anticlimactic, right? Like it was cool to lead up and the whole thing, but I don't know. I didn't find he that knew one. when to go, though, right? Like he knew when to leave. Eh, he he yeah. walked because that's the thing with Bayheim. Everyone's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like like Bayheim just like playing the string out, and the teams aren't that competitive. Oh, the Leon Edwards head kick. We we were together for that one, Dave. We were watching that fight at Chicky and Pete's together. Oh Lord! Oh the my head, gosh! Head kick late, boom! Oh, he knocked out Kamara Usman. That, that that's was the, that's the knockout of the year right there. That, that was, was the wait. What just happened? That was yeah. That was good. Messi that was a, winning the World that Cup. The, that was the UFC moment, right? Like that yeah, that's the be. moment for me. That's the moment of the year. Like sport UFC. wise, yeah. that was it for UFC for, for combat. Yeah. I mean, the World Cup final was incredible. Did you see what was going on in Buenos Aires yesterday? Yes. That was scary. People were getting hurt. People jumping off bridges. Crazy people. They had the population of Croatia in Buenos Aires yesterday. (laughs) That's how many people descended upon that city. That's, I mean, for real? Yeah. The population of Croatia was in the city was in the city grounds in Buenos Aires yesterday in Argentina. <laughs> Our buddy Sean Oda Golf Pro Alvarez said the number one moment was when Sherpin hit the trifecta on the Derby. That hey, was man. pretty good. It's a huge. That was, that was pretty good. That might have been. That's Friday. We'll get to Friday. My favorite was, moment yeah, of the that year. Was, that was that was definitely fun. That was amazing. You became a horse guy. I became a horse guy. Chef Benny was here and said, you want to go bet horses? I was like, no. He goes, well, you're a horse guy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're a horse guy. Yeah, da, 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 I love yeah. hanging out with the horse guys, but yeah. Cool. No, I mean, I may, I mean, I bet the Derby every year. Yeah, like, of course. You know, my buddy Chester gave me that horse tip and I went down and bet it now. Like I'm, you know, I'll bet somebody when somebody tells me something, but Amen. yes. How, how in the world am I going to bet a horse race in come up with a score like that again. You talk Never. about playing the poker and winning. Yep. Like I hit the try at the Derby when the 80 to one was on top. How in the hell am I going to, what the hell is going to top that? Nothing. Not betting horses. Nothing. No. It's true. Alvarez better give me a winner next year. <laughs> Put the pressure on him. Better to book it on a Wednesday. We already kind of teased this a little bit, but how do you feel about an even money nets? Celtics, Kings, Moneyline Parlay. Man, it's 
It's going to win. <laughs> it's going to win. Yeah. We're going to have to sweat that last game, though. Well, I let it. One thing I did do is I said this, look, you could fade it, right? I mean, you could hedge off of it. So if the Nets and the Celtics win, you're going into the nightcap with the Kings. Yeah. And you have a chance potentially to go back and take the Lakers up plus money. And you almost, you're not a plus plus, but you're a plus even. Or you take the Celtics or the uh, Lakers plus the seven and go for the middle. (sighs) In a seven point middle to start before the game. (laughs) And then play off of it. And then you could do it. Yeah, you could add to it, this and that. Like you're just, you're, you know, you're winning. So, yeah, I like it. I mean, the Nets and the Celtics are not losing. Mm-mm. So, this is basically Kings even money. Okay. I like our chances playing the Lakers. Against the five and 10 Lakers without yeah. Anthony Davis. So Dallas is nine and six to the over at home. Edmonton nine and six to the over on the road. Edmonton eight and two to the over over the last 10, including a four and one mark. But Dallas is seven and three to the under over the last 10, three and two over the last five to the under total last night was six and a half here. Sorry. I think I, I think I wrote six. Sorry. It's six and a half. Sorry. Six and a half. Six and a half minus one twenty. Yeah. Betting and a booking over six and a half for Edmonton over, Dallas. Over, I bet it. You like the I over? I like it. Yeah, I'm wondering why the line's only minus one forty on the for side Ed, for Dallas or Edmonton. For I forget Dallas. who's favorite. Dallas. Yeah, this should be. I feel like this should be a little bit higher. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not sold on it. Dallas has not been playing great recently. I like them at home. Um, I like Dallas. Dallas, well, how many goals is, is Dallas scoring? This is my worry. Edmonton scoring. TNT nationally televised game. Skinner's in net most likely for Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas is 9-3-3 three, and three at home. Oilers are 8-6-1 and one on the road. 6-2 win for the Stars the first time these two teams played. Something similar. Beautiful. I get six goals out of Dallas. That'd be great. Well, I'm not saying they get six. Four minimum. That's Edmonton right. gives them up too. Yes. They score two and they give them up. Five, so three. That's why they're eight and two to the over. Like that. Over the last 10. Um, and then I'm riding this under train. Vegas and Arizona. Vegas is 13, two and two to the six. under. Yep. Under it's six. Six. Yep. Under. I, I laid I laid minus 105 last night. 11 and 10, Arizona to the under. How about this? Logan Thompson, who should be in net tonight for Vegas, has a 2.30 goals against average. And one and oh so far against Arizona. Can't only give him one goal the first time you saw him. The last time the Vegas Golden Knights scored more than two goals at home was back on November the 23rd, where they scored four goals against Ottawa. It's been a month since they scored more than two goals at home. Yeah, I mean, we saw him against the Bruins. It was 3 1. And they didn't really threaten. There wasn't like they didn't, they're not no getting Michael, quality scoring no. chances. They're on the outside and all Jack this still. Other stuff. Michael's still out. Yeah. Man, oh, man. I'll bet this one, but I have apprehension. This is the game they break out, don't they? They got somebody's got to pay for this shit. No, not Christmas week. No, 
I don't believe in that. I, I don't believe that we get Christmas with all the distractions going on. These I guys know, are something going to back like out. Crap! The last few. I mean, yeah, but they could win and win three nothing. Like Arizona doesn't score either. So like I'm I got two non-offensive teams playing each other and Vegas does not score a lot of goals. I mean, I'm fine with Vegas running on them off the ice, win five, nothing. I don't care. It's just, I, I mean, Vegas puck line could be a bet. If you want to bet it, I mean, somebody might pay, but they don't give up goals at home. Logan Thompson's been very good at home in particular. They just, the under is an auto fire for me with Vegas right now at home, 13, two and two. It's ridiculous what they do at home. Cannot score low scoring. Five and a half might start popping up for Vegas at home. Totals, it's sliding it over with the juice. Well, that's it's over balls. minus 15. Because I think sixes are free rolls, personally. I love six. My favorite, favorite total to bet in hockey. Well, if you like betting over, why don't you like betting over five and a half? I do. So you show me where this your favorite total. Because six, I can push. Oh, but five and a half, you win. What yeah, five I, and a half I, I, I love total? betting or show me five and a half in, 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 in the NHL right now. No one lays five. No one's putting five and a half anymore up. I like six mm-hmm. because I can push. If it gets to six, mm-hmm. it's okay. And it's under six or over Montreal, six. Chicago's five and a half today. You want that? Montreal doesn't score. Nashville, Chicago's five and a half at two places. But yeah, no, the five and a halves have gone. Like you're, it's been six or six and a half pretty much. It's sevens. Right earlier in the season, yeah, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll bet this. This is, but I have apprehension. One and zero on Monday, two and zero on Tuesday. If I go three and zero on Wednesday, we'll roll with four bets tomorrow, and we'll keep on riding. See, see how long I can keep this oh, going if I, if I go three and zero today. So that's why I put the money line parlay in there because these these are the only two bets I really liked. I need a third bet. So okay. I threw the third bet on there. See if I go three and zero, one and zero, two and zero, three and zero, and then see what we go into like one and zero, two and zero, and now you got to go five and zero. Yeah, but I'm three not. But really, really, it's one. It's the Kings. It's really just one. If we bush one of those other two teams, I don't believe in that crap. I know you don't, but I'm just Nonsense. saying. If one of those two favorites lose. That'll be amazing. That'll be a really crazy yeah, way to end it. Yes, it would stink, but things happened before. Sports Grid, thank you so much. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow on a Thursday for a lot of NFL football, uh, Thursday Night Football for you guys live on YouTube and Twitter. Don't move. More to come here with BVB. Favorite thing about today is what? Um, The, uh, I mean, it's, it's, the conversations that have resulted in, you know, somebody passing away has resulted in stories being told about, do you remember this? Do you remember that? And like, you know, um, my buddy sent me the text about Franco and he said, you know, was, wasn't that your grandma's favorite player? And I was like, yeah, it was. And I started to think about my grandma and I started to think about, watching the games together with her. And then I thought about the end of Franco's career in Pittsburgh and how he left and finished in Seattle and how mad I was as a kid going, this is BS. This is, you don't finish your career in another place if you're a stealer. So like, 
it's the thoughts and the memories of sports that I cherish every day. And my favorite thing about today is that despite the sadness and stuff that people are feeling and Franco's passing, there's so many good memories and so many thoughts of things like this. And then I go find a jacket. I knew where the jacket, I thought where it was. It was right where I thought it was. And so I got to wear the jacket and put it on and, and think about all of that today. So that, that right now is my favorite thing about today. My favorite thing about today here, like I mentioned on Monday, it's Christmas week. So I love, it's hard to get me in a bad mood for, for this week, but this is like Wednesday is when I always start to panic a little bit about Christmas, the Wednesday before Christmas. I'm like, what haven't I bought? <laughs> like what presents do I need to go and buy where? So I have to go do a bunch of last minute Christmas shopping. And I don't know if you've gone out or not, but going out right now is like, you have to literally practice breathing techniques to keep yourself calm going out right now. Cause there are people who go out right now who never go out any other time. And so they have a very difficult time. I was behind a couple and with their son, who's home from college, clearly trying to watch them order lunch. And it was like, literally they were trying to do brain surgery. Like they mm. couldn't figure out mm. the menu. It was one yeah. of those places you'd walk up and order and then they bring you your food. Like yeah. they asked like 15,000 questions about the littlest thing. And this kid behind the counter is like, I just want to make your sandwich, man. Like, what are we doing? Like, this is real. Like he's looking at me. I'm looking at him. He's just like, oh my guys. And I'm just like, okay, like this is just what it's like to go out right now. Cause people are just not used to going out in public. <laughs> These people don't go out very often, but it's I have brutal. to go. I got to brave it today. Today is the last day, the Wednesday before. I never shop at the time, but I got to go get last minute Christmas gifts today. So today is is my last time braving <laughs> the elements. How about know. driving? Like there's That's, a lot of Sunday drivers out right now. It's the same people. It's the same people who don't go out normally. People. I mean, I went to, um, where was I? So I went to an outdoor mall here in Vegas called downtown Summerlin. Yeah. The kids, it's a free for all. Like there are so many 14 year old. I realized how much I hate 14 year old boys. (laughs) I'm like, I can't like, these are kids who are just wrecking havoc in these stores because they're bored. Their parents are dropping them off at downtown Starmalone saying, I'll see you in two hours. Go do whatever the hell you want. Unsupervised. There's so many kids that are home from school. (laughs) They got nowhere to go except out like that. And yep. hang out, and they're everywhere. Um, I mean, I got two teenagers here, and an eight-year-old who is a teenager, right? Who I don't know what the hell we're going to do for the next two and a half weeks. <laughs> I know it's loud and stuff. I want to go drop them off. They've been to downtown Summerlin twice already this week. See, <laughs> it's chaos. I don't know what they're doing. I don't. Well, know I mean, scores. the girls normally aren't the problem. It's always the guys. But it's it's just like funny because I was walking behind. I was there two. I was there on Monday, and I was walking behind these two girls who saw a boy they went to school with, and they said hi to him, and he didn't say hi back. And the dad was with the boy, and he literally grabbed his son and turned his son and said, "Say hi to the girls." <laughs> it was really funny. You're like totally embarrassing the hell out of the kid because he was like didn't want like, he's with his dad and clearly didn't want to say hi to the girls because he's with his dad. And so his dad made him say hi to the girls. I, I was dying laughing. I was like, this is awesome. So it's very much like one of those, I don't know. It's I, I haven't had those moments yet. I embarrassed Madeline for the first time ever. 
two days uh, on Sunday. So you guys, David Goggins is like my idol, right? Yeah. So David Goggins is running by my house. Yeah. So he's running that he's running towards me. I'm driving. He's running. So I just start beeping and waving. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, I'm just pointing at him. Like right. it's David Goggins on my house. Madeline was like, why did you do that? It's like, daddy, you shouldn't have done that. Don't do that. Don't, don't beep at people. Don't do that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. was that embarrassing? She's like, yeah. She's like, don't do that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, well, <laughs> she's like, what happens if you ever meet him? He's going to see you as like the crazy guy who was beeping at him. Yeah, I was like, so I don't was beeping at you a month ago, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I said, I go, I don't care. I go, he's a person. He's out for a run by my house. I'm just beeping at him saying hi. <laughs> it was awesome. I would have if had one of mine said that to me in the car. I'd have done a U-turn and gone back and beat at him again. I'd have been like, "Hey, man, where to go? Keep, keep it, keep it moving." Oh, you know, awesome. I love to just when they tell me that since they've been little, you make it even worse. I do it more. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. do it more. Yeah. She's like, "Daddy, you should have done that. You should have done that. Like, don't do that." What I've never meet him. He'll know you as, like, as the crazy person. I was like. I drive a different car every week. There's no way the hell the guy knows who I am or what car I was driving. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> That's true. So it's fun. So yeah, this time of the year is a lot of fun. It's a lot of chaos. But <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot of fun. Guys, do us a favor. Hit the like button, subscribe button. If you have not done so as well, leave reviews wherever you get your audio or video podcasts. It does help us as we look to Five show these sponsors. Apparently. Somebody go in and leave a comment. You don't have to say anything. Just go in there and leave a comment. Apparently, leaving a comment helps something oh. happen and some sort of thing. Five's five the number? Comments. No. Just oh. see if we can get five. I mean, we oh, got people okay. watching it, watching a replay like this. Yeah. Just go in and leave a comment. Love the show. Hate the show. Nice hat. Whatever you want. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really, I mean, it doesn't particularly matter, but it's nice to get no. positive comments or reviews or things we yeah. can do different. Leave your favorite sports moment, your third, what'd you say today? Third favorite sports moment? Number three, yeah. The number two, number one, leading to the week. Of 2022. You know, that's the fun thing about these end of the year shows and stuff. You start to reflect or think about different things. Oh, Friday will be full. Like I, I, I'm going to walk us down memory lane on Friday. It's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun on Friday. Yeah, you already got me thinking. We got a lot of things stuck. I'm going to lunch right now, though, because we got Enjoy. another call at one o'clock, right? So go to lunch, and we'll see you in an hour. Yeah, so we'll do it up. Oh my God. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow for another episode of BVB.